in the know. Here we are. Here we are. Boop, 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 boop. <laughs> it's me, Clever Clover. It's me, Selena the Stripper. It's me, Cherry. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I'm stunned because it was we went back to back. To yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah. You I know. thought we would have like a two minute break or something, but this is no. good too. No, yeah, we're in it. We're in it to win it. All stars. Hey now, you're an all star. Get oh. your game on. Hey. Um, hey. <laughs> okay, so um, welcome to another episode of How in the Know, a podcast about sex work by sex workers for sex workers. I am Selena the Stripper, joined by my co-host, Four Leaf Clover, and in this episode we are talking to Cherry on Top, as in, wouldn't you like Cherry on Top? <laughs> Before we jump into our topic, I would like to begin this episode with a segment we are calling Historical Hoes. Historical hose. Every week, we honor a historical hose life and legacy because Lord knows not enough people do. The goal is not to just cover ancient historical sex workers, but also contemporary people making waves in the industry. However, this week we are honoring Lao Ai, who is a truly historical sex worker, 239 BCE to be exact. Whoa. So I got my information from Wiki and an article on Listverse. So, according to Sima Qian's records of the great historian, uh, Lao Ai had a giant penis, being of such a size as being able to be used as an axle for a wooden carriage. What? Yes. They tried that. <laughs> like know. a group of people were like, "Dang, Lai, you got a big dick. Let's go out and see what <laughs> we can guy, do with like, that." Let's bring some objects and measure it. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't like it was like a cooking spoon size penis. It was a whole fucking carriage axle. Mm-hmm. I swear to you guys, I like went on to Google image search and looked up carriage axles just to be like, Am "How I big f- is that?" It's it's ba- it's big. It's a whole carriage. Wait. Look up a picture of a carriage axle. I'm okay. Um. So during uh, King Shen's reign, Lao became uh, Queen Dowager Zhao's uh, lover. So this was like the mother of the emperor. So this is like uh, full cougar mode. She was cougaring upon Lao Ai. Oh, wow. <laughs> Glover is looking at pictures of Axel. Okay, wheels. so an Axel, for people who don't know, is it the thing that goes between the wheels? I think it's what goes between the wheels. To connect the two wheels underneath the carriage so it's like a long rod that the wheels rotate upon yeah the axle i wonder if it was like a long skinny penis or like a long thick penis i I bet it's skinny i feel like it's a a skinny yeah i feel like it's a skinny axle it's usually one or the other yeah it's not usually both but anyway um so queen dowager zhao uh, arranged for a a fake castration so that she could keep him and his giant axle-sized penis by her side as a court eunuch wait so she was kind of like i don't want anyone else to get in on this and so no okay so like there were eunuchs that were just like the kind of like not handmaids but they were just like the like side servants for um the I guess like the queens and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So like she could have like men around her, but they had to be castrated. Oh, yeah. So she like made a fake castration so that he could hang out with her and oh my God. she can enjoy the pain. <laughs> um, wow. So Lao Ai profited from his status as a court eunuch and gathered over one thousand servants and uh, other people in his household attending to his uh, really nice estate apparently. 
And he received the title of Marquis of uh, Shenzhen in Chongjin. Chongjin. Chongxing. Chong- Chong- <laughs> Help Chongxing. me. Chongxing. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Feel free to correct me. Oh, yeah. I was like, uh, there's a lot of words in here. I Lao know. I, Lao Ai sounds like old love. Because oh. Lao, Lao is, I don't know. Whoa. I don't know if that's what it means. That would be so old cute. Old love. And then, uh, yeah, Chang, Chang. Uh, what about, uh, is it Sheng? Zeng. Zeng. Zeng, yeah. Zeng. Z H. Zeng. And what about, uh, is it Zhao? Dowager Zhao? Where? Da- yeah, Zhao. 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 And then you said that other one correctly. Si, si Ma si Tian. Yeah. Si Ma Tian. Si Ma Tian. Si also means money. Ooh. So. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. I mean, I don't know if that's what it means, but it sounds like money. Tone. Like, <laughs> okay. If those Anyways. tones are right. I believe yeah. you. I believe you 100%. <laughs> Um, okay, so he received the title of Marquis de. Tell me the name again. Changxing. Okay, in twenty or er, uh, two two thirty eight BCE, following the royal proclamation. Um, oh, sorry, in two thirty eight BCE, following the royal proclamation announcing Lao I, uh, Lao Ai's status as an imposter lover consorting with the queen dowager with plans to secretly father the next king because he still had his dingaling. Uh, Lao Ai was investigated. Wow, I haven't heard dingaling for like a <laughs> dick thing in a, like since middle school. That's crazy. <laughs> I'm bringing it back, you guys. <laughs> I want to use it in the bedroom. Oh, I love that dingaling. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> um, okay, so during this time, he attempted a coup uh, with a number with a small number of followers, um, using the Queen Dowager's seal to gain legitimacy. But it was a really small number of people that actually came out and supported him. Oh and my god, so like it the was, Area 51 raid. It was fucking quickly crushed. Uh, so without popular support, military training, or anything, numbers, or sufficient organization, Lao Ai's followers were quickly defeated. Sad. Lao Ai was punished by being dismembered and torn apart by five horses. And the queen dowager was imprisoned in her palace and her two sons were killed. five horses. Oh my god, so they even strapped it to his head maybe, or maybe his dick. Because it's mm. five limbs. I don't know. That's like the quartering or whatever is yeah. fucking scary Crazy. as fuck. So I guess scary. it was well, not quartering. What do you have? You say kin, kin, kintering. kintering. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> That's so fucking, oh man, I wonder if it was to the dick or to the head. Yeah. We now have this question and history oh, will never okay. what tell are, us. What would you guess? You know what? If they did five I horses. I feel like they probably just straight off cut off his dick and then dismember the rest of it. Oh, yeah. I think head, too. Yeah, I think it would be head. Because, I mean, they have to kill him, and if you take away the arms and legs, like, he may not die. Mm, but I mean, it would be an immense torture. It would be immense torture. And that's a big thing in, like, quartering. Yeah. A lot of, yeah, a lot of people die from... The bleed out? Yeah. Yeah. Just the trauma. Oh, yeah. God. Anyway, so this is a ho- bit of a horror story, but also, you know, a little <laughs> Listeners bit. Listeners be warned. Listeners be warned. Content warning. Content warning, you guys. I, I'll add that um, later on. I'll put a content warning in Maybe this episode. Maybe for both of them. Just be like, if you're, you know, I mean, they say that on the radio. Yeah, yeah but like, people should this know. This is a that. sex talk show, you guys. Like, yeah. You know, I will yeah. add it There's for, a lot I'll of add it for, inherent, like, violence in the sex work industry is just. Yeah. But, it's a thing. yeah. 
It's a thing. So anyway, this is a bit of a, a tragic story, but also kind of a cool story because like this man at some point had like over a thousand servants and shit, which is kind of dope. And I mean, legitimately, he was trying to plan a whole coup. <laughs> like he was kind of trying to usurp the throne. <laughs> and um, anyway, shout out to you. Wait, so he actually was? He was. Yeah, yeah. Oh. He was trying to gain power. Yeah, he was trying to like. I don't know if he was trying to, like, yeah, I don't know if he was trying to, like, create heirs or anything to the throne, but he was trying to kind of take over. Um, So, yeah, shout out to you, Laoi, for being a historical Wait, was her name really Queen Dowager? No, the Queen Dowager Dowager is the title. title. So, like, that's the title for the mother mother queen. Okay, so it's Emperor Zhao. It's like, whose name is Dowager? All right, you guys. Today we are talking about beauty standards. We're in an industry that has no qualms about discriminating about anything and everything. Everything. Skin, hair, outfits, body shape, age, education, accents, augmentation, body sense, hair. You fucking name it. Some man has talked shit to us about it. So, um, Clover, Cherry, and I are people of color, and we constantly get the question, what are you? Being an other is a complicated realm to occupy, you guys, even if at times it can work to our benefit, because there's nothing men love more than to exotify some non-white ladies, even white women, to be honest. Like, there's some weird, like, European fetish shit that I hear, too, or, like, American, like... Like she looks like she could be a sorority girl. Well, yeah, it's kind I of. I think it's yeah, and it goes also both. And also, ways with all white women that have curly hair, people are like, "What are you?" Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a white woman with curly hair. And also, hair. a lot of like <laughs> men of color or mm-hmm. customers who I perceive to be men of color love white women too. Oh so my god, it just goes both. Real. Yeah. So what's it like to be uh, not being straight or white at the club, you guys? Oh. <laughs> Go for it, Clove. <laughs> um, well, I only noticed it like a lot very recently. I think working at um, our club, mm-hmm. just because like, okay, so Saturday night, it was one of my first Saturday nights, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, there were just a ton of girls. Actually, the past few shifts I've worked, there have been a ton of girls because I was working a party and all of this. Mm-hmm. And a lot of them are um, like very busty like white the, blonde yeah kind of but girls. like also like implant busty yeah implant busty which is kind of i would say one of the ideals like i think a lot of men who go to the club like like ones that just pass through specifically mm-hmm. are are like looking for that sort of like um like standard type of like like busty dancer yeah white like dancer white like kind of like what you think of whenever you think of like naked lady mud flaps yeah <laughs> yeah yeah um or like whenever you think of i don't i think like pamela anderson like mm-hmm. that kind of yeah and i mean so not necessarily just like that but that's kind of like one of those iconic images that people hold on to so it just kind of feels like I mean, I notice what people are looking at and, like, what they sort of want. They really want that, like, white blonde girl to approach them because Mm -hmm. it's just sort of so rare that, like, this person who's, like... This schlubby man with, like, I don't know, all kinds of crust on his face and, like, a shitty shirt and, 
like who's never yeah. taken care of his body for a day in his life yeah who drinks to go to bed like that anyone mm-hmm. gets like the the european standard of beauty which is the american standard of beauty mm-hmm. whatever um type girl like to the approach ideal. them yeah. yeah and and like want to dance with them and act nice to them and be like you're cute yeah. and so it's just like there's a lot of less value um and i can like tell a lot of people are like oh like i've dated like a brown girl yeah yeah but like because they've dated a brown girl because it was more attainable i guess or something like yeah i mean it's so interesting because like irl like or not irl but like outside of the club like all kinds of men are into me and would date me yeah but like inside of the club like there's a lot not necessarily a lot fewer people because i do go out of my way to like look a certain way but um like, there's just, like, a lot of people who will outright just say no. Yeah. And I would say, like, especially, like, um, Asian men. <laughs> yeah. The number one, like, group of people that say no to me are Asian mm-hmm. men. Mm-hmm. They will wave me and away. And that includes literally. South Asian men, right? Yeah, yeah South yeah. Asian men, North Asian mm-hmm. men, like, um, Chinese especially, yeah. uh, Koreans, Japanese, yeah. um, Indian, and... Um, Black guys are a real toss-up because either they... Light skins say no to me a lot of times. Yeah. <laughs> or they'll be like, I want to date you, but I would never pay you money. I'm going to pay money to a white girl. Yeah, literally. <sighs> that's it. That's yeah. always it. Or an Asian girl, too. <laughs> Light-skinned Asian. North yeah. Asian, not South Asian. I'm like, yeah. Well, East, also, East also Asian. South Asian. Honestly, like, any Asian with black guys, they're like, Asian? Yes. <laughs> it depends. I feel like it's a toss-up. Yeah. <laughs> Um, what, where are we? Sorry, I told. Oh, we're just talking, okay, so. I think especially um, being, like, like, black at a mostly white club is, like, a weird experience because Mm -hmm. you just kind of know, I don't know, or, like, they make it very apparent to you. It's just really obvious, like, so we're still in the same first question, which is, like, what's it like to not be straight or white at a club, at a, at a club, and it's, like, so Mm -hmm. I think... I mean, I definitely see, like, really obvious inequalities, like, the amount that I have to do to, like, not look how I am naturally um, is something that I think a lot of white girls don't understand because, yeah, a lot of white girls, like, have trouble, especially if they're skinnier or maybe if they don't have, like, the perfect, like, if they don't have, like, curvy bodies or whatever, but there's still like some things that like they just never have to consider like for me like people don't even look at me if I have my hair natural like there's no like I could I could wear my hair in pigtails at this point but like if I had my hair natural it would be like like doubly as hard to get my customers to Mm -hmm. look at me and to pay me and to pay me the same amount as they pay like white women for Mm -hmm. doing like the same amount of work or less work honestly yeah Mm -hmm. Um, so that's, like, a big challenge is, like, I think another hair. part of it is just that, like, or I don't know, I feel as though white women carry themselves in a certain way where they act very, like, expensive and unattainable, but it's, mm-hmm. like, a hard thing because it's, mm-hmm. like, something that they've been, like, practiced and taught all their yeah, lives, and, and it's hard yeah. to fake that, like, because yeah. it's, like, a real thing in When you've been constantly, heads. like, devalued yeah. and told, that's a great yeah. Point. Yeah, I think that's a, it's a huge thing. It's, like, just, like, that kind of difference in conditioning. And I feel like also with white women, like, they're more, 
able to just ask for a lot of money for nothing mm-hmm. versus like mm-hmm. whenever you're a woman of color like you constantly have to like prove defend that yeah prove, prove that they're spending money that it's on worth it. Yeah. and they like think about it all the way down to like dollars and cents but yeah. like sometimes they'll just like look at a white woman and be like yeah you're totally worth six hundred dollar tips yeah mm-hmm. And I mean, mm-hmm. that's much Just like more for rare. companionship. You don't even yeah. think have to speak or like Yeah. Work. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I guess also, like, we don't fully know what's going on in a lot of the interactions of how people get dances and stuff, what people promise. And I know a lot of uh, people of all colors promise all kinds of extras. And that's a big, like, part that can be like a tipping point for a relationship with a customer or making a big sale. Yeah. Sale. Yeah. But, um, but I mean, there's even things like being on stage and like how many people turn to look when you're on stage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like if you see like a a white woman with really long blonde hair or red hair, like everybody's gonna be like looking, like turn and look, like yeah. it's like they have a radar on them. Like mm-hmm. oh my god, long straight blonde hair, perfect. Yeah. <laughs> and you can be doing mm-hmm. the most on stage. You could be like the sexiest, most hourglass figure, most jiggly booty, most doing tricks on the pole, right. mm-hmm. like woman of color, and you wouldn't get that immediate head turn. Yeah, I try really hard to not look at the people around the person dancing mm-hmm. though like sometimes it's hard whenever I see like people like showering them with money I'm like yeah. still hasn't happened to me yet <laughs> but we'll see <laughs> well okay Aww. you did get you did get like 40 bucks like two twenties, just yeah. thrown on stage for you by, yeah. by Dale so yeah and I mean like whenever I dance it's not as though people aren't throwing money and sometimes people will come up to the stage when I'm dancing yeah. too like cause they wanna I wanna watch you dance uh-huh. just I haven't seen you and worked with you yet I'm slowly getting better I'm mm-hmm. sure you're great yeah <laughs> thank you um so well yeah if I can answer yeah that answer too, it please see so or you could go off the dome. What? Oh, off my <laughs> No, yeah. I, I mean, I think this is interesting because with... Um, there just aren't a lot of... At least at the clubs I've worked at, um, Asian, South Asian, East Asian, Southeast Asian women have always been fewer. Like a m- super minority? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's different. Yeah, I feel like it's a whole nother... Because we have Dang, a we have a number of like um, East Asian women, I would say, um, mm-hmm. and South Asian too. We have like a couple of Filipinas. We have a couple of Koreans, um, and uh, some other like mixed Asian women too. And even if there are like, for some reason, we just stand out. <laughs> it's like even if there are like an even number. Yeah, I think just the history of like fetishization and then oh also oh my god yeah yeah and also you know america is has like a history of war and orientalism right mm-hmm. so it's very tied like if you're talking about the toxic masculinity thing sexualizing asian women is a huge part of the generation we work with a lot of the time because mm-hmm. it's older men who have been yeah, through those and it goes times. alongside like feminization of asian men mm-hmm. plus like uh, se- what is it um hypersexualization hypersexualization and also like asian women the yeah the view that i mean this is i almost like hesitant <laughs> hesitate to keep going with this because it's oh, it feels so like beating a dead horse but yeah the like view that Asian women are submissive or um, like 
mm-hmm. wifey material, you know, like that kind yeah. of thing. Like that's that's all stuff that I think you can play off of, but the mm-hmm. line is really thin. Yeah. <laughs> or like the line between like between what you're your comfortable with, yeah, and, and then like re-traumatizing yourself, yeah, and your just own. creating yeah. this trauma, traumatic thing for the sake of profit. I mean, it's definitely hard, and I mean, um, we get like exotic, exotic. Fuck, it's so hard to say that. We get exotified like all the time, mm-hmm. Clover and I, because we're black and Puerto Rican. Mm-hmm. Um, and like people are always asking, like, what are you? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Cherry, you have like the best method of that. Like, what do you say whenever they say that? What are you? What do I say? Or what do you think? What what you are, you're always like? <laughs> oh, I'll tell you first. Oh yes, mm-hmm. I'll. <laughs> That's how I am with a lot of things. Whenever so- a customer asks me for my like, That's a really really good idea. Yeah, whenever they ask me for information about myself, whether it's my like heritage, you know, my country ethnic of origin, yeah, ethnic heritage, my phone number, more about like what I do and like, mm-hmm. I always say, I'll tell you if you get a dance or yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'll tell you in VIP. Yeah. But it is true. Like I don't give my phone number unless someone shows Spends me. a certain amount of yeah. money. Mm-hmm. So I'll say that with definitely with the phone number. But yeah, oh, same. <laughs> a yeah. lot of the times I'll say, I'll tell you what I am if you get a dance. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, same. I mean, or that's I'll, how it I'd is. I'd love too. to tell you more about my. People you know, always yeah. are asking about, like, are asking for my number and stuff. And I'm like, I won't tell you until you pay me for, like, at least, like, a VIP set. Like, I'm not yeah. going to give wow. you my number. That's really good. Well, if you think about it from a business standpoint, it's sort of like, is this person the kind of client I want to see again anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Is, yeah. And I mean like, it's it also just it? like there's there's like the the tension of like your your condition to like be submissive to men as as a woman or like yeah. as an AFAB a mm-hmm. person assigned female at birth to like give men what they want. Like they want this? Sure, yes. <laughs> so I've been like trying to say no to people whenever they're like, but can I get your number? And like so it's worked out sometimes, but like this guy harassed me for the entire night that I was working on Saturday. Ugh. He kept like coming to find me and being like, "You still haven't given it to me. Hey, where's your number? Oh Write it down." And I was like, "I'm not gonna give it to you, dude. Like, I'm here for money." And he was like, "But I know you're a human on the inside." What the fuck? Yeah, <laughs> I'm a human who's making money. Yeah, yeah. That is so fucking. Oh weird. my god, that's so misogynistic. He was pissing me off so much he was only there to sell blow and he was like Ugh. i'm not gonna buy dances i'm not tipping the stage but i'm here to buy blow it's like to buy it fuck? or to sell i mean it. not buy it to sell it sell that's it. actually oh he my should God. have gotten kicked out that's yeah. horrible yeah. that's fucked up i mean you can definitely get somebody kicked out of the club for that especially if they tell you up front that they're not spending money like what yeah. oh my it's God. just so fucked. i didn't know they're just there just to just make like money how, off of yeah, the dancers yeah. that's fucked up Ugh. So, I mean, it's just so frustrating. Like, um, so let's talk about beauty routines because (laughs) because it takes so much and multiple days and many hours and internal work and external work. Yes. And gender conformity. What Mm -hmm. about the being like non-straight and non-binary? Non-cis. Yeah, because that's a whole Uh, other thing aside from being non-binary. Go into it. Go in. Go off. Okay. Did anyone else have something to say on it? Okay. Well, I think it's, like, weird being... um, Well, my experience being non-binary at the club and also not straight is, like... 
I guess mostly just lying a lot and pretending a lot. Mm-hmm. I guess I don't have a lot of interesting things to say when I think <laughs> about it. It's really just being like, oh, yeah, like, you're just so cute. And, like, I, I want a boyfriend. I don't have a boyfriend. That's so mm-hmm. funny because, like, for me, um, the way I express my sexual orientation is, um, well, it depends on how I feel. <laughs> like, the less, the less I give a fuck, the more... I, um, I'll, they'll be like, "Do you you like this dick?" And I'm like, "Sure." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> a very ambivalent yeah. answer. Yeah, I was like, "I bet you want it." I was like, "Okay." Okay. Yeah. I'm I like, say okay, that. I say that's like, how you feel. I say a lot of, "Oh, you like that, huh?" Yeah. Or like, "Oh, <laughs> you turn it on them." Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, "Oh, this is great for you, huh?" Right. Oh like, I just want to hear them say like, "That's great," and yeah. then I won't. I'll be like. That's a really good no. thing. And yeah. also, I feel like psychologically, that can make them feel like you're doing so much, too. Like, mm-hmm. if, if they're acknowledging that everything's so great, then they'll... Yeah, that's really smart. It's like a reinforcement. Yeah. Oh. Good meditation, y'all. Good <laughs> 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 Oh, my God. So um, I mean, I also, like... I mean, people are always like, so what do you like? Like, girls or boys or both? Yeah, I think it comes up for me when people ask, so do you have a boyfriend? And then mm. I, I... Yeah, immediately I'm like... I'm you like... You have to answer... Uh, you don't have... You can say whatever you want, yeah. but a lot of the times I do say, like, I go both ways or like I date one mm-hmm. I like, get both I go ways th- yeah I try to like play <laughs> up the like bisexual oh like yeah. people love to hear that you're bisexual for me <laughs> I, I just say like I like everybody um, depends on the day like I'm, they're like what about today I'm like I don't know I guess we'll see what happens <laughs> I just come at it like very like open ended and people are like okay sure I mean I guess she you know is ambivalent about it <laughs> and I it doesn't I, for whatever reason it doesn't really hurt me I feel like people also kind of get, I guess they get, like, non-straight vibes from me because mm. people are always asking me if I'm if I'm straight. <laughs> That's so funny. Which is kind of a strange thing because I present very cis at the club. Um, in normal life, a bit less so, I guess. It depends on the day. But um, at the club, like, I fully cis it up um, mm-hmm. and wear the longest hair and the most makeup I mean not a ton of makeup but like makeup and whatnot but it's so funny like trying to perform like cis Mm -hmm. things it's it's like it's not super believable or for me I'm just like this is what I think it's like the cis thing the cis way like but I (laughs) I love that you're like I need my my straight best friend to tell me if this is if I'm doing this right yeah yeah my straight friend what do do the girls like (laughs) yeah like this is probably the cis thing to say right now. Yeah. I saw this in, like, an Amanda Bynes movie, or, mm-hmm. like, honestly, Amanda Bynes gave off, like, sort of queer energy to me as yeah. a kid. <laughs> um, yeah, I feel like I feel like Amanda Bynes just was kind of, like, more attracted to herself than any particular character yeah, in any, yeah. any of the various rom-coms, which I kind of love. Yeah. She's out here for herself. She's living her best life. Mm-hmm. So, I feel like... <laughs> Also, I don't know, because, yeah, I don't know. Okay, so let's get back to the beauty routines discussion, because I know we all have a fucking long-ass routine. <laughs> let's, let's start with you, Cherry. With me? Yes, because no. you, have, you have it out. You've pulled it up on your phone. You've taken notes. <laughs> I have. Well, I have a little, like, a, a precursor okay. about the ritual, because we had just, you know, if you haven't heard our previous episode about spirituality and... 
with mental health, I did talk a little bit about how ritual plays into that, but basically the only time I really saw my mom, I mean, I would see her wearing makeup before going to work, Mm -hmm. but definitely like we would all be getting together for Sunday Mm -hmm. for church. Um, So I'd watch her put on a little bit of makeup, curl her eyelashes, use blush and lipstick, and that was pretty much it. And I'd hear her say over and over, your grandma always said, youth is beauty, youth is beauty, and then I'd be confused because... That's exhausting. (laughs) It's exhausting, and I would also be confused as a young person because um, in Taiwan and still in a lot of, like, Asian American communities... It's not seen as attractive to tan or like to be dark. And so my And it's really interesting. So I want to say also that like I feel like the only people that feel comfortable getting tan are white people. True. Yeah, True. I know. I was yes. thinking about that. It's <laughs> just like, like cross-culturally, like you go to yeah. Africa, you go to Asia, you go to South America, like dark skin is like a very mixed like right like you have to it's something to be proud like you have to like push yourself to be proud of it Mm -hmm. and that's that's kind of how it becomes like a politically like a political resistance but with white people it doesn't matter like your value doesn't decrease or even exactly increase like based on how tan you are and most people would be like oh my god you You look so good or like you were not they like hold up their arm and they're like hey like my my skin is the same color as your skin black friend yeah oh my god or if they're pale they'll just be like ah i need to go out the sun a little bit uh-huh. more and someone might be like oh but you're like glowing you're kind of like snow I don't right. know it's just like fine no it's no <laughs> yeah so no it's such a different experience being a minority and I'm right. so scared of the sun I'm just like I did well, get I'm burned from- this weekend oh my so god I, I had an eczema flare up I didn't think I had eczema yeah. don't forget to use sunscreen it is yeah. I wore I <laughs> no, wore sunscreen and yeah. I got an eczema flare up I didn't know I had it Aww. I know my eczema was triggered by like getting tattooed I read that can happen yes oh yeah. I didn't know that yeah you're putting like you know usually tattooing has some sort of alcohol glycerin pigments and maybe even preservative like who knows mm-hmm. could be anything yeah. <laughs> unless you see the bottle you don't know yeah. what went in um yeah so for me i i feel like with skin stuff or with like shade stuff that was pre- always present growing up like being confused because my mom would always like defend my sister and I to our relatives and be like oh they're healthy like they're, they're getting, getting sun. sun yeah but then also turn around and be like wear sunscreen wear a hat like yeah. cover your body all this stuff so mm-hmm. um, my current routine though just fast forwarding <laughs> yeah. 20 years um, so I went through a lot of been through a lot of health issues I have sensitive skin the health issues that I had in my early 20s brought me to change, like radically change my diet. So I currently, I don't eat gluten, <laughs> I don't mm-hmm. eat dairy, but I've slowly started having animal products again. Uh-huh. So I've been eating eggs, eggs? and making bone broth. <laughs> wow. So I make bone, I get my bones from the farmer's market and I make bone broth and I use that to poach my eggs or cook greens in. That's a smart idea. Yeah, so I just have my own broth going at all times. Um, but for a long time like I wasn't so bone broth poached eating. eggs that's crazy is it like it's good <laughs> like the is it the for the flavor or is it for like health benefits both both yeah cuz i feel like um you know there's protein in bone broth which is great it's soothing for your gut which is super important mm-hmm. your gut needs to be happy for your mind and your skin to be happy etc 
And I had a really bad, same, it coincided with my <laughs> low mental health period that I went through a couple mm-hmm. months ago. But my skin was horrible when I came back from my trip just due to like having shifts in my diet and also being stressed from like so many things from racist people mm-hmm. <laughs> being in the south <laughs> changing climates um shipping artwork etc and i really yeah so i had to kick things into high gear and get my routine back and what i do in the, i guess i'll start with the morning when i wake up i just use a little hydrosol rose hydrosol wipe with a cotton pad and the cotton pad is saturated with chia seed oil <laughs> and then I use a sunscreen called Keys Luminos. You can get it from Lassen. Oh, I also wanted to throw in, doesn't bone broth have collagen? Yes. Oh, <laughs> we you know like strippers thing. love collagen. Oh my god. Yeah. To take care of our joints. Yes. <laughs> and our joints skin. and skin. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, yeah, digestive health, it can be helpful for that. Mm-hmm. Um, I was almost vegan for a few years pescatarian for more so it's been a big change but I think overall it's been really good for me to have to be introducing like eggs Mm -hmm. and other products than just seafood anyway so back to the the sunscreen is Keys Luminos it's soup it's like hyper natural just has zinc oxide and then a few beneficial oils and shea butter which Mm -hmm. you would think is too heavy for acneic or um, skin that's prone to comedones But that sunscreen has been, like, life-saving for me because you need moisture in L.A. for sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's very dry here. You need, like, a seal, Mm. a barrier. And when my skin is bad, it has to do with my moisture barrier being broken down Mm -hmm. for whatever reason. And a lot of times that does do with what you're eating and stress Mm -hmm. and all that. So that's my morning routine. And then at night, I double cleanse. I use an oil cleanser first, and then I use... Lately, I've been using Andalou Naturals, which is a purple bottle. They have a probiotic cream cleanser. So I do the oil first, wipe that off with a pad, cream cleanser, (laughs) rinse that off, and then uh, toner, which is the rose hydrosol. And then I use the Ordinary's Niacinamide and Zinc Serum. Lifesaver for, (laughs) again, (laughs) if you have problematic spots or, like, Mm -hmm. oily T-zone, just anything that will like tend to break out even with cystic zits I feel like it helps mm-hmm. um, so then I use that wait for that to dry down so it's really important between your skincare layers let everything dry because if you're like it's sort of like painting <laughs> like, yeah, yeah if you yeah. don't let things dry down then the active ingredients don't have time to soak into that layer of this skin this is such like yeah. an eastern way of um, like skincare is the yes, layers the and waiting layers. in between but I've really pared it down I'm really not using <laughs> that many really I really pared it down to I just cleanser it. toning serum and then moisture you're like I just make a souffle on my face yeah <laughs> I've pared it down to four layers so then the after the niacinamide um, zinc serum dries down, I mix half raspberry red raspberry seed oil and chia seed oil, the same one I used in the morning, warm it up in my hands, pat it over my face, and then go to bed. Some more ASMR, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Can you hear my uh, rings clicking together? And then once a week. <laughs> <laughs> also, whenever you ha- get a chance, using raw honey... And then once a week, I've been doing uh, green apple 
brightening mask peel thing not mask peel um by juice booty and so i'm gonna cut you off thing. because there's a million things yeah we have to <laughs> and we have oh to we God. have to kind of hustle for time but um hope that was helpful for someone <laughs> for somebody oh uh that's skincare <laughs> i have a whole nother makeup routine oh yeah the there's there's oh. a whole makeup routine <laughs> I mean, for me, so for me, like, I feel like my routine is a lot of it outside of the club. So Mm -hmm. the day I'm going to go into work, I eat very little. Like, I have mostly liquids. So I'll have, like, yogurt for breakfast with some nuts in it. For lunch, I'll have, like, a salad or a smoothie. For dinner, I have, like, another salad with some protein, like chicken or whatever. And then also, like, sometimes I'll snack on candy because they always have candy at the club. Oh, my god. <laughs> at gosh. our club, anyway. Um, they also have buffets on... Uh, there's, yeah, you can order anything you want at our club. And I watch girls eat, like, whole burgers all the time with fries. <laughs> so I love that. Um, <laughs> so I also, like, outside of the club, I do yoga. Um, I get waxed once a month. And that's a whole experience. I took Clover to get waxed for the first time. And I recorded the video of it. <laughs> it was maybe one of the best things. I haven't gotten waxed in a while. You haven't? Okay, so I feel like there's been, like, a reemergence of, of, the uh, of the bush at the club. Like, more. Sure. Do you think I brought it on? Because I never. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, let me just take. Let me start this trend again. Let me just bush. take responsibility. Yeah, um, I'm kidding. I made this trend happen. Bitches. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I mean, there's been an emergence of the bush at the club, and I think it's kind of cool. I mean, I, I also like listen to men, and they're always like, Oh, I don't really like bush, but I like her bush. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> and it's like my <laughs> man thoughts. Um, and then, uh, so for additional things, because I have curly hair and my hair is kind of like an afro naturally, I wear it in a ponytail pulled tight. Um, so that with like a, with an extension like with, with extension yeah with like an extension that's over a foot long I want to say it's like almost two feet long actually I have two different extensions I have I have like one wrap around ponytail and then uh, on top of that I also have clip in extensions that I clip into the areas that are not covered by the ponytail because it's a whole it's a whole situation you guys um so I do that and then yoga to take care of my body on the days whenever I am off and I just like cannot be at mm-hmm. the club and I have joint pain um the spa once I a month at we least. love the spa I also okay. just want to Korean spas huh the Accutane too oh yeah so in addition to those things I've also been on Accutane to clear my acne I've only got a month left and I have not gotten any additional um zits or no breakouts or anything in this last it's these last effective. two months oh really yeah okay, i thought and you were saying oh no it's not stopping no no it has <laughs> it's it's stopped and uh, i just have dry lips right now which sucks but honestly mm, no, I, I, sure. I think the dry lips are a thing for everyone right now mm. yesterday because yeah, i have not been biting my lips or anything mm. i but yesterday they just cracked open and oh. they were like kind of like right now my lip like the corner of my lip is like cracked and it just hurts like, oh yeah it sucks yeah. so bad um, so I've got that, and then I also am on, I'm on my last week of Invisalign, you guys. Yeah, <laughs> perfect smile. <laughs> the smile of my dreams. Oh, and she worked damn hard for I it. I did, you guys. Teeth I got a fucking good. bag and fixed my teeth. Hope you hoes know it ain't cheap. Yeah, it was not <laughs> fucking cheap, you guys. It was like. Uh, six or seven thousand dollars. Oh shit! Just so you know, oh, with um, how much? But you're using Candid, or you're using? I, no, I didn't use Candid. I went to my dentist and did okay, Invisalign okay, okay. because so my mouth was like. So my mouth was too small for the adult trays yeah. and too 
large for the child trays. Oh. And then I had some um, wisdom teeth coming in at the time. Wait, so what? Do you still have those? I got my wisdom teeth pulled out. <gasps> yeah, I got four wisdom teeth pulled out this past year. Um, so that was a big part of the, the cost of it, actually, because I think the Invisalign was only like $4,000. And then the other like $3,000 came from miscellaneous things like the, the oral sur surgery, anesthesia and all of that. Mm. Um, so I'm so glad. I also got LASIK eye surgery. Yeah, oh, that's true. next for me. It's coming. It's, it <laughs> was an amazing so thing uh, that cost. I'm going to tell you guys the prices of things because, you know, what? it's important. So that cost like $2,800 approximately. Ooh. Worth it. I have not That's had any problems. Not that bad. I do sometimes have nightmares of like being moved like blind or like suddenly waking up and not having vision, but that you doesn't because you go blind for a tiny second. You, when go, you go blind, go, yeah. yeah. You go some. Well, it's kind of like you're like a primitive fish. Like oh. you can see like the light. light. <laughs> Oh but my that's God. it. I yeah. love that It's really freaky because you have to be awake oh for the whole God. thing. But the procedure takes 15 minutes. And yeah. um, it's technically painless, but it's just like, it's freaky. You know, it's just like a mind game. Um, yeah. So, yeah, that's my beauty ritual. Clove? I, oh, go. I was just going to say really quickly for our listeners, too. There are so many different kinds of yoga. We keep throwing that word out there. <laughs> so, please... <laughs> find if you're like trying to yeah. do more restorative stuff look for a yin yoga class or a restorative yoga class or a um, kundalini yoga yeah, class kundalini. i Those feel are like kundalini gonna... is my favorite yeah it's all about breath work and breath and body connection yeah and so, movement through breath yeah you don't have to don't be you don't intimidated. have to be a pretzel yeah don't be intimidated and think that all the classes that are offered right now are yeah. going to be like high pace or high energy you can definitely relax and find like Anyways, yeah. okay, go ahead, Chloe. So, Chloe, um, can we we can gotta beauty? also kind of make it a little bit quick? Oh, okay, I see. No I know, I know, right? We routine. Okay, now time for Chloe. Well, good thing I don't do a lot. Okay, <laughs> so what do I do? I drink water whenever I'm much. really <laughs> thinking about it. Because <laughs> right now I need to, because I've been breaking out, which is a sign that I'm dehydrated. Mm -hmm. um, but your skin is looking really yeah, good today. Looks good. Wait, how old are you? Twenty-four. Twenty-four. Okay. Yeah, um, and baby, going on twenty. I'm gonna be twenty seven in yeah. October. You guys. I also like for my beauty routine shower. <laughs> sometimes I like aside from getting waxed and threaded, which threading is actually good. I thought it would make my eyebrows look skinny, but it makes them look thick, but in a nice way. I'm yeah. so psyched about it. Yeah, where do you go if you don't mind me asking. Oh, shout out to Namaste Brow Studio. That's where we go. It's um, run mm -hmm. by a couple of uh, awesome Nepalese women who do an amazing job they with our eyebrows and too. also know our vaginas so well. Well, not vaginas, vulvas. Our vulvae. The vulvae. And my butthole. And my butthole. <laughs> and, um, and then I also, what else do I do? Oh, the other parts of my body, like my armpits and my legs, I just shave those. But I yeah. just get a Brazilian and thread, drink water, um, and lately I'm trying different things at the club with my hair. Like s I tried straightening it the mm -hmm. other night. I got good money. Mm -hmm. Um, I've had it like in a ponytail, like with a, a ponytail extension mm -hmm. and I've gotten good money. I'm just doing whatever is good. Yeah. My training is a 360 approach. I first maintain a healthy cellular routine where I maximize the function of <laughs> mitochondria <Okay>. <laughs> supplements <laughs> such as NAD plus, uh, yeah. Okay. If you don't know this reference, we're reading off the uh, Grimes uh, 
the Grimes <laughs> Instagram post that she did lately because she's doing a collab with Adidas. Anyway, we're not going to go fully into that because <laughs> I've made a parody ad. So guess what, you guys? It's time for an ad. <laughs> okay, I'm going to start this ad time. Do you suffer from seasonal affective disorder or sad during those cold, dreary winter months? Is it hard to get up in the morning when the sky is gray? Do you miss that warm summer light? Do you have a strange aversion to the color blue? Introducing Happy Eyes, a new surgical procedure pioneered by the electronic music performer Grimes. Happy Eyes eliminates all blue light from your vision through an experimental surgery that removes the external membrane of your eyeball and replaces it with an orange poly ultraflex polymer. Oh my God. Who needs blue light or the full color spectrum? We certainly don't. Book your Happy Eyes appointment today. Okay. Yeah. And that's like crazy because it's not even fake. I'm just going to read This is not the even rest. fake. Grimes just, posted that she did this fucking surgery. I'm going to just read it because this whole post is ridiculous. Okay. okay. Yeah. So, maximize the function of my mitochondria with supplements such as this, this, and this, etc. This helps promote ATP and it's incredibly visceral. From that point, I spend two to four hours in my deprivation tank. This allows me to astro glide wow. to other dimensions, past, present, and future. In the afternoons, I do a one to two hour sword fighting session with my trainer, James Liu. We go over to the fundamentals that work the obliques, core stabilizes, and triceps, as well as a few tricks. To wind down from this, I spend 30 to 45 minutes on an inclined hike at roughly 4 to 4.5 miles per hour, arguably the most efficient workout. I then spend 45 minutes stretching before heading into the studio where my mind and body are functioning at peak level. With a neuroplastic goal rate, goal between 57.5 and 71.5 APCS. Yeah, I want my neuro to be plastic. Your neuroplasticity to be within that range. Yeah. <laughs> Which is preferred range for my blood type. I've outfitted oh. my studio with the highest grade of red light. It's pretty much 1,000 square feet IR sauna. Infrared, like sauna light. <laughs> Hana then comes over and we do a screaming session for oh, it's 20 Hana. Yeah, 20 to 40 20 to 25 minutes while I slow boil the honey tea that maximizes vocal proficiency. I've also eliminated all blue light from my vision through an experimental surgery that removes the top film of my eyeball and replaces it with an orange ultraflex polymer that my friend and I made in the lab this past winter as a means to cure seasonal depression. I go to bed with a humidifier on. <laughs> that's and the that's, last uh, bit. And that's Grimes' <laughs> beauty routine. Yeah. <laughs> this is every day. This is, I mean, this is what she posted. There, have, I don't know if there's been a follow-up to be like, um, so this was a joke, or I don't actually spend four hours She's in a century deprivation. She's still dating Elon Musk, so she has the resources yeah, to be like, on all kinds of mad uh, scientists. And also has, like, the brain to be on all sorts of, like, if you're dating Elon Musk, if you're dating a billionaire, you've got to just be in, like, a really fucking weird place. <laughs> you're just like, okay, Like, so. okay, anything is possible because endless money. Yeah. Uh, I don't even know, dudes. I mean, that's a whole other topic. and for I whole also love that she says she's outfitted her studio with the highest grade of red light. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, okay. I work in a red light studio, too. <laughs> <laughs> I go to the spa for my infrared lights, okay? No, but, like, there's red lights at the club. That's true. true. That's, true. that's <laughs> the highest. I wonder. <laughs> I know. I wonder okay, if it has yeah. any effect. I mean, I feel like it's for the infrared rays, not for the red light, per yeah, se. Yeah, but maybe yeah. the red light is an, an additional 
environmental benefit. Just seems like she's all about the color red right now, but I wonder how long those Ultraflex polymer eye covers are going to last and what it looks like. And I wonder if she'll get tired of it. It like, must be. I feel like there's, this is like a sprinkling of truth and fiction. Joking. Yeah. yeah I want you could also like how would it lubricate? Is another question. Are yeah. you okay, Grimes? Is another question. I'm sure she does use a humidifier. Yeah, I would. I just ordered that. an air purifier. Oh, mm-hmm. air purifier. That's a good idea, especially for Los Angeles, oh, where yeah. we're in the fucking smog bucket of My the world. My throat is always sore. Okay, you guys. So it's time for listener questions. So. Um, I think we only really have time for one question, so I'm going to throw in this one. So, I'm a fat woman. What kinds of sex work are available to people like me? Um, it depends on what kind of fat person you are. But um, I would say that yeah, camming is, like, a good option. I know I just, like, talk shit about camming, and I will consistently talk shit about camming. But I think that being a fat body, like, it's a lot easier to kind of, like, through hashtags and through... Um, other like tagging mechanisms you can like make it so that you fit into like fat fetishes and things like that mm-hmm. and you won't like be discriminated um, online like I mean you will face discrimination everybody like you know that you will face discrimination but still like you're able like there's definitely a community and you're not going to just like not be allowed to enter into a lot of places if you're like curvy fat it depends on what kind of fat, too. Yeah. If you have, like, a big belly fat versus if you have, like, curves in all the right places, kind of thick. Um, if you, ha- like, it's just going to depend on how your fat is placed. Yeah. Um, and then I know uh, Lauren, who was on the show, um, they did massage parlor work, and they're, like, a fat body person, and um, that's what they've said. that they, That's what, how they've referred to themselves. I'm not calling them that. I'm sorry, you guys. But um, anyway, so... Yeah, I mean, there's that, I would say. There's also, like, a big... I would say there's a big space for fat bodies escorting, too. Like, fat Mm. people can escort. Ooh, BDSM, huge thing. Um... I know yeah. a lot of I know a lot of fat BDSM workers who are making hella bank, and there's something about like the size intimidation of it. Like people, like you can crush people yeah. with your body, and it can be like such a an asset to you. Mm-hmm. Um, that size differential with people. Um, I know with, that at like the club that it's kind of, I think in part it would be a lot harder because. Um, like people feel watched at the club and so they want to pick the type of girl that isn't like weird yeah. to pick Isn't yeah within, no there's there is the peer pressure of, there's yeah, there's peer like, pressure within the friend groups of the the people that come to the club mm-hmm. uh, that's why i like to approach like lone men at the club yeah. because they are not facing that same kind of peer pressure to not be as eager to participate in sex work and shit like that yeah and to perform like mm-hmm. masculinity within our culture which is mm-hmm. white Supremacy. White supremacy and um and picking, values yeah, like skinny picking bodies. European beauty yeah. standard type yeah. things. Um and thin bodies. Yeah. Hmm. You don't no, no. I was <laughs> <laughs> just there was a thought. Over. You're just like yeah. hmm. Oh, oh, when you brought up BDSM, there is a event happening that actually star shared with me Mm -hmm. at sanctuary studios so Mm -hmm. if you live in the la area i haven't been to the studio before but i've only heard good things seems like it's um oh wait was that the place that was it the thing at cheetahs no that's a different that's like a once a month night i didn't go to that Mm -hmm. but um that's 
like I think they've only been doing it for two nights now, mm-hmm. so it's very new. But the one the event I'm thinking about is called House of Algos, I think. Mm-hmm. It ha- but the studio it happens at is the one I'm trying to bring up as mm-hmm. a reference because um, it seems like they have a lot of sex positive, body positive workshops, um, events, parties. So it's called Sanctuary yeah. LAX. Um, most people who I found about I found out about it through FetLife, even though I'm not an active member, but mm-hmm. it's that kind of community. That's so cool. So if you are looking to like at least start somewhere in the LA area with people who are like minded, and like to have that support going forward into doing this work, because I think you will, no matter like what <laughs> kind of. Um, body you have you will be facing people who are going to project like their own insecurities and their own shit onto you yeah so that's why i think bonding can be really good for that because you know a lot of people are looking to be humiliated looking for degradation looking to be hurt um which is amazing and it's incredibly profitable and the amazing thing about getting into kink slash bdsm pro doming is like the um, age range and body positivity that you experience like you can work and be a pro dom and get old being a pro dom and still have great clients still make a lot of money yeah. so it's an amazing career path and I do have a an episode coming up soon with one of my friends who is a pro dom who is a fat pro dom and they are going to share their experience and they're going to talk about it and they're fucking amazing huge fan we've dated and it's been great so yeah so shout out to this person and can't wait to have this episode coming up um in within like the next month or two i'm gonna be going uh up to the east coast to interview this person oh so it's sans clover well sans clover unless you're tagging along east coast east coast maybe i'll go maybe i'll go i'll just listen from afar can danny put us up uh, we'll see. We'll talk about that later. Okay. <laughs> All right, so let's get back into questions. Okay. <laughs> Maybe we can go back to beauty stuff. Yeah, no, I do want to talk more about... I feel like we cut that yeah, off. We cut, yeah, you cut me off. I'm so <laughs> <laughs> I got... I was looking at the clock, and I was like, wait, how does this... What is the math? Look, and then, like, I'm not a mathematician, you guys. I would like to talk a little bit more about my very small beauty routine, <laughs> which I think is... I think another u- unique thing about you, Clover, is that you don't really wear much makeup. Yeah. Like, you don't wear foundation or anything at the club. Yeah, I figure it's dark enough, and my skin isn't, like, super weird or anything. Not not weird. Weird's a bad word. But it's not... Um, you don't have, like, a lot of spots blemishes. and yeah. blemishes yeah. and pockmarks and scarring and all of that, really. Yeah, yeah. Your skin is, and like, pretty much the same color all around. you don't feel like you need it to work, that's the most important thing. Yeah. Like, yeah, it does a different thing for each person. Yeah. So if it doesn't do, like, the uniform for you, mm-hmm. then you don't need it. I have, like, this weird standoffish thing about, I guess, getting ready for the club where it's just, like, you'll have me as I am. <laughs> like, with very little variation. I will do this much, and I know that I'm going to take your money anyway. Because, mm-hmm. like, it's a little more satisfying that way where it's, like, I don't want to have given you a lot of effort because I hate men. I really mm-hmm. super hate men, and I hate the customers. Mm. I haven't liked a single customer. It's mm. understandable. Um, so far, I haven't had an enjoyable experience, which an enjoyable experience would be an experience where they understand, like, you know, what I'm doing there. They're respectful. They, like, tip me um, well, 
and like they don't try to push my boundaries Mm -hmm. maybe they even are aware of like um non-binary people or just Mm -hmm. like some kind of like gender politics things yeah, going on. Yeah, and where they like don't ask, wilderness. what are you? Or like, but that's there are definitely people like that. I mean, it's just like the more you're you're in there, the more likely you are to. For have me, those I feel like it's always there'll be like a little bit of a divide. Like there'll be pretty conscious people, but they're like, I'm only tipping the stage, or like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean that's but true. I'm there, are, I feel like weird. a lot of times, like the people who understand what's going on, who are kind of woke, are broke. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's kind of a terrible thing. Like the more woke you are, and or on the woke spectrum, the more likely you are to not be making enough money to afford a strip club lifestyle. And I'm generally just like really grossed out by old men that are like in the club for like young girls, mm-hmm. especially. Like, I can't get over it, really. Just, like, the sense of it being, like, a predatory thing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, for me, like, I feel more mystified. I'm, like, I feel like you don't have, like, a real connection to your penis at this point. Yeah. And uh, I'm very curious about what's going on. And I also wonder (laughs) the mentality that you're able to be attracted to somebody who's, like, the age of your granddaughter. Yeah. It's like something that just kind of blows my mind because I can't imagine being attracted to somebody who's like over 40 years my junior. Mm-hmm. People can only I be about a few like months younger. You think? <laughs> yeah, tell me. Okay, go for it. But attracted like outside of, I think what's funny is like, yeah, the sexuality aspect is there, mm-hmm. but at the very... Like I'm not saying I'm not attracted no, 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 to daddies. Like no, I like no, no, yeah, daddy but age, but like grand daddy age is a different it's different and I think what I'm trying to say or not to like defend customers or whatever but Mm -hmm. what we're providing access to a lot of the time is just like intimacy and connectedness that's true and sometimes Mm -hmm. that is separate from sexuality Mm -hmm. which gets blurred because then it's like well I'm like half naked or naked yeah (laughs) no it's so interesting like because I always have customers that like have they have like this mind trip where they're like you're naked but we're having a really intense conversation about yeah. something important and life-changing. But you're naked. And it's like, and you're yeah, hot. You and probably couldn't have this conversation if I wasn't doing it. Yeah. Like, if I yeah. wasn't, exactly. like, It's kind of like people, access. like, crying on planes. Like, yeah. they feel, like, the emotional access, like, watching some shitty rom-com on a plane mm. to, like, just fucking ball. Mm-hmm. But, like, whenever they're on the ground, they're like, <gasps> let me suck in my emotions yeah. and have my man face on. I feel like a big thing for me is also just that a lot of people who do end up buying dances from me have a sort of, I mean, like, as I I think I've said it before, but, like, people tend to have a particular, like, like, you're a a child kind of, like, vibe Mm -hmm. towards me because I have a voice and, like, a sort of personality that's, like, very, like... I guess, like, cutesy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have a kind of gentle personality. And so it's just, like, I'm grossed out by the people who are, like, explicitly into that part about yeah. me. I'm just, like, okay, creepy. Like, mm-hmm. and, like, you're showing me pictures of, like, you know, your, children. your daughters and whatever, and I'm just not... Yeah. 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 But, like, yeah, generally I just, like, hate men. So that's the whole <laughs> thing. Um, With but, makeup, though, there are... I feel like there's so many girls or coworkers I have who will like bring in 
suitcases or yeah. ca- like train cases. I love it. I'm like, They're oh my bringing gosh, in I, full travel luggage. I every love night. it. I'm like, I and wish cra- I had that. Like, and the absurd. <laughs> well, the thing that blows my mind is that we're at like at least our club. Like it's a nude club, so we don't need outfits. Yeah. But some mm-hmm. girls still like roll around, literally roll outfits. around with their whole like <laughs> yeah. luggage, their rolling bags. Right. But with, um. Yeah, the makeup, it can be helpful in creating a persona or a character or just, like, expressing yourself through that medium. Like, mm-hmm. I think a lot of, like, people who are socialized as women or, like, femme people do find, like, that they're re-empowered through having a job where, like, they're making money off of that skill. Because there, mm-hmm. are, there are women who are, or people at the club who are, like, so skilled at doing their oh, makeup. Yeah. And it's I can an tell, art. it's like, yeah, it's an art, and I can tell and it gives passion. them confidence, and then that confidence translates into money, and I'm Definitely. like, that's great. Like, I, I wish I had that, but like I don't. <laughs> really weird with makeup on as another thing. I feel, and I feel like, like it's like just, like, we haven't, I'm not very good at makeup, and I don't feel like you've just figured out the makeup that's right for you. But I think, like, aside from that, I don't know if there are any features that that I naturally have that I would like to, like, accentuate or hide either way. Mm-hmm. Like, it's almost like when I look in the mirror, it's just like, that's me. And whenever I try to, like, do <laughs> anything to it, it's like... Like disorienting. I can try doing your makeup. I'm a very, I have a very light hand. So mm. if you ever want, I mean, I'm definitely interested. <laughs> I would love to have someone do like heavy makeup on me and mm-hmm. see what that feels like, like false lashes. Do but like also, full contour and everything. There's something that makes me so uncomfortable about it, and it might be like a weird sort of dysphoria. I'm not sure, but I do. Um, generally, I do eyeliner. I don't like to put on mascara because it's so hard to get out. Mm. And like I usually that's get, why I like, switched to Burt's I, Bees mascara because it's easy to come out. I oh, have a natural I don't mascara. Know Burt's Bees, but yeah, I've, I'm using. I think it's Blink. It's a natural mascara, but it's tube kind. Mm. So when you rub your eyelashes with warm water, it just like slides off. Yeah, that's why. I mean, great. I was so tired of like my mascara getting like pulling out my eyelashes mm-hmm. and the effort to get it out and I was like this is can't be good it's getting into my actual I eyes I hate waterproof mascara yeah. I'm like mm-hmm. it's not often that I'm crying and if I'm rubbing my eyes mm-hmm. it's no big deal like yeah. if I get it a little smudged yeah yeah same so that's why that's why I use like Burt's Bees because I was just like let me just like make this natural for myself I feel like the more I've been dancing the more my beauty routine has gotten like mo- more and more natural like I use, like, mineral powder. The only thing that's, like, kind of, like, on the edge is, like, I use, like, some color pop. Color pop. Color pop. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Your color pop concealer. Um, Also, the weird, the annoying thing is, like, I was in the sun for the first time this whole summer, and I, like, became a shade darker so now my foundation doesn't my foundation match never oh, matched I honestly <laughs> yeah. uh, it sucks so bad I I'm never like found fuck a this foundation and plus like my foundation costs a lot of money I mean I like invested in it because I wanted like bare minerals I wanted that brand I wanted it to like actually be like a simple mineral foundation that doesn't have any shimmer because I was deal- dealing with like acne and you know like any kind of shimmer will really bring out any kind of like acne or bumps or like dips, divots and in your skin. And also in the long run, it's going to irritate your skin yeah. more and create more blemishes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. I didn't realize you tanned from that day because I thought you were still really light at the end. I'm still pretty light. You're but really I'm, light. But I'm like a shade darker. I was staying in the shade and I got darker. Really? Like, you don't look darker. Really? Really. <laughs> 
I yeah, love we did an outdoor sh- pool shoot, you guys, for this little project that uh, I'm working on for the for the TV show. Yeah, well, it's like well, it's not a TV show; it's like a YouTube show. Um, Wait, so Clover is gonna be in the show too? Clover is making some cameos. <gasps> nice. Yes. Um, shout out to the situation ship. We're gonna be posting videos at the end of August, you guys. So tune in. Um, but anyway, yeah, so we were outside, and that's how I had my big eczema flare-up. And I didn't know I had eczema. I knew it ran in the family, but I hadn't really thought does, about it. How do you define an eczema flare-up? Exactly? Um, so for me, it was like I felt like my arm, and um, I'll let you touch it, but it just like, so it feels like I like scraped my arm, mm-hmm. like I like fell on the pavement and scraped it. Oh, you got yours like around on the back of your arm? It's yeah, it's like on the back, like Let right above my Can elbow. I do it? Yeah, <laughs> come come over and touch my uh, skin above. I know my, that it's right here. Oh, th- there's <laughs> that's bigger than mine. Yeah, but for a lot of folks, so, that area is prone to. I think it's called carrot keratosis or keratosis like keratin buildup mm-hmm. in the the pores of the upper mm. arm yeah and it's like a thing it just feels like it's like scabby or something or like that feels irritated. like eczema you, yeah. have you put on any hydrocortisone no i haven't put anything on it okay well i would say hydrocortisone and vaseline will yeah. be like good because it's mild but i guess i just never really like it it's not a big well, issue problem to me steroids that's very powerful yeah um, <laughs> <laughs> oh my god <laughs> just say Jerry, you need everything to be like angel song yeah <laughs> turn like like you have like the volume like i have the volume up at a seven you're like let's turn it down to a two okay yeah. <laughs> <laughs> let's just take a deep breath and put away the steroids ma- you know what maybe but let's just unplug you guys let's just unplug <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, use this your cream if you want. I'm just saying <laughs> those are intense because I've I have a friend who has um, a patch like right here, so on the other side of the elbow than mm-hmm. where Selena's outbreak was. Mm-hmm. And they've been using hydrocortisone cream for years, and it just like it won't go away, but mm. it won't get better without it. So mm-hmm. it's like you have to be putting it on all the time now. Mm. I've never had a flare up like this. Like I think. Well, my partner was like, you had some flare-ups whenever we were living in Brazil. Whoa. That's from, like, humidity, too. It's different. I didn't notice. I just never noticed. And, like, we were in a really hot place, and I was, like, tanning, like, all the time. Like, Mm. I was going out to the beach, laying out. And I had a really dark tan at that time whenever I came back, and it was great. But, um, yeah, I guess apparently I had some eczema flare-ups that I didn't notice, but he noticed. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny that he was just silent on it. Well, I mean, it was like we had so many other things. Like, we we both, like, caught candy viruses like he he had like a crazy rash on his body and I had like the most smelly pussy moment because of I just had like I had got a yeast infection that's why after my my period after after my period like every month that I was there like until we left I got I got a yeast infection holy shit I'm a true believer I really think that yeah the candida thing is real because yeah. it affected me and it affects yeah. dancers freaky. and clients everywhere. Where were you? <laughs> also, I it's avoid ridiculous. Those well, I mean, we were Brazil and where were you? I was in North Carolina. What? <laughs> <laughs> A good place to avoid for other the reasons. Other developing okay. world, okay. North okay. Carolina. But no, no, it was beautiful. I love. I would go back. Um, I would make some small changes to yeah some small changes (laughs) oh another beauty routine thing for me because i have face 
I don't know what it's exactly called, um, but it's a, it's a form of like eczema on my mm-hmm. face. But it means that if I go out in the sun and I tan, mm-hmm. there are certain spots on my face that won't darken. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's like it's eczema. There's another thing that where it's oh, like it's a, almost like vitiligo, but like not. Yeah, and it's almost like this other thing where it's like um, a yeast, but for me, it's not a yeast. It's just like eczema. That's so Whoa. interesting because I've noticed that that you have like some lighter patches on your face. Yeah, it's cute though. I hate it, but <laughs> natural I'll contour. Get back to it's in like really awkward places. Oh, it's not natural contour. I don't see. Any I like want to say I want to call it something cute, but I don't feel like you might get offended. Yeah, don't. Okay, I'm not gonna look, do this it. This is something I'm. Were you gonna say like about. Dalmatian or something? No, I wasn't. No, I, don't. <laughs> you look. You can all. You can all stop. <laughs> Just right. stop. Look, okay, for anyone listening, it's not nearly as like big as it's. You're probably imagining it now. Yeah, it's you not really at have all. Like it's totally not noticeable. Skin. Honestly, it looks like Clover has perfect skin all yeah. the time. Um, so we don't know what like the fact that they about. don't wear makeup ever. Yeah, it's time, the sacrifices so. I make. I don't go in the sun, so that's my beauty routine thing. I don't <laughs> staying out of the sun like the vampires we are. Yeah, if I go in the sun, I cover my face mm-hmm. with my arms mm-hmm. and I run to the shade, and I'm never in the sunlight. All right. Well, anyway, that's it. Do your thing. That's my thing. Um. Okay. So. I want to talk a little bit about stripper fashion and things in media because we've seen it so much. Ugh. And also we have to make time for the stories, right? Yeah, okay. well that the stories are really short. So okay. so and we have Let's talk about fashion. Yeah, so let's talk about fashion. <laughs> so I've so everywhere we've seen civilians donning the fucking clear heels, wearing all kinds of stripper shoes and showing up for pole classes. And the hard thing for me is like the people I like, friends, things like that. Also, like celebrities that I have no have no beef with. <laughs> like, I never had a beef with FKA, but and yet she made that video, and now I feel some type of way about it. <laughs> I hate seeing her on my dash. Yeah, just, like, it really kind of set me off against <laughs> her, to be honest. Yeah, it was just like it's and so like the so my question to get to the end of that is like. Is this part of a wave of greater acceptance for strippers, or is it, like, just hollow appropriation? And who gets to wear pleasers or other professional dancer shoes? And also, is it a, a blend of both? And is it a blend is of both? A that's a big... That's another big <laughs> yeah, thing. part of I want to also say, like... So, uh, I love the fuck out of Nicole Byer. Um, we listen to... Uh, Her podcast, Why, Why Won't, Won't You, you date, date Me? One of the best podcasts out on the we- on the webs, in their webs. Um, it's so good. Um, and she's apparently, like, been doing pole classes and stuff and for fitness, and she struggled with, like, weight things for a while, Um but I love her to death, but I'm also like, I wish she wasn't taking pole classes. Yeah. Oh, is that a recent thing? I haven't heard that part. Yeah. I mean, well, she's she's been like dropping into the splits and in some interviews and stuff and been talking about how like pole classes have increased her flexibility mm. and strength and stuff. Mm. And I mean, finding a good exercise routine is definitely important. And then the other yeah. thing that makes me not as upset about it is that she's, like, really out there for sex workers. Yeah. Like, she uses That's the, the proper... missing component yeah. for FK. She has about. not said anything. Yeah. Nicole Byer is always, like, talking about, like, how she supports sex workers, how she thinks it's cool to do whatever you want with your body, make money off of it, stuff like that. And, you know, she's been, like, very pro-sex work and hasn't said anything demeaning. So I'm like, you know what? You know, do your, do your thing. 
get on the pole. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, you're paying a sex worker, a stripper, to teach you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But um, but I feel like that was the biggest thing with FKA was she doesn't talk. She didn't at use all. her platform. No. To support and like highlight the community that she was. And that's another Everyone was like really stuff. praising her for like, oh, like it's amazing that you picked up like we pole in a year. Mm. Like that's really cool. And it was for art and not stripping. Yeah, it's like yeah. there shouldn't be a hierarchy like that. And yeah. by being silent, she's contributing to it. Yeah, she's mm-hmm. just like, yeah, it was cool of me, wasn't it? It's <laughs> like what I get from that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I and it's just like it, this moment is such a polarized time for the stripping community. Yeah. No and pun intended. Oh, <laughs> wow, I didn't even think about that. Eh? A polarized polarizing time. time. Um, we have Cardi out there. Yeah, yeah, I mean, we have Cardi. And then we have this movie called Hustlers that's coming out. Have you guys no, seen the trailer it. for it? Is Isn't it about, about stripping? It's about the, the um, strippers who were, like, hugging um, their clients. And, oh, right? Wait, yeah, they're hugging? Did no. you say mugging? Drugging. They Drugging. Were, yeah, it's in about... New York City, and one of them was... I think one of them was an Asian woman. Yeah, Constance yeah. Wu was yeah. playing one of the Which characters. Which is such a weird casting. It's a weird casting. Because <laughs> I see her as, like, a very, like, good girl Asian, and then they do definitely, like, play her as that in it. They're like, oh, well, she only got into stripping because her grandma was dying and she had no oh money. Oh, my God. Oh, the story that we straight up tell our customers. And she, needed, <laughs> she needed the help, and there was no other option. Wow. Oh, my God. Yeah, it was, it's, like, one of those things. And I always tell them that I'm in it to bond with my sister. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's so sweet. Well, it's true, though. I, like, that's my biggest thing. I'm, like, I'm doing this podcast. I'm talking with my sister. Wait, are you coming out right now? Oh, shit. We're going to cut that part. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, I never said who my sister was, so. Yes. Um. (laughs) (laughs) Rewind. Rewind. (laughs) But, but yeah, so it's, like, that story that, that we hear all the time of, like, just you know poor stripper thrown into the situation right. and then and then i heard like crystal um from the read she was saying like i i don't know how i feel about the movie because i haven't seen it yet but i don't believe i would see all of those women like j-lo constance Wu, lizzo and cardi b um and somebody else i forget oh who. wait are those all the actresses yeah, yeah in in the same strip club together like i wouldn't i don't believe that a strip club would have all of, of course them. not oh my god yeah, never no. but i no, I feel like they would though. Well, like maybe I mean, at not the one that we. <laughs> I mean, not, that one does get a pretty funny wide yeah. range. Yeah, I mean, like not not like any strip club, but there's like they a lot of diversity. But they wouldn't be conspiring the way that they are portrayed to no, have been conspiring in that show or in that movie because there's a lot of divides racially. Yeah, for exactly, one. racially body I type. I could not see that yeah. happening. But I, I do. Think do I believe that they would be friends? I don't know. I feel like they would be. <laughs> They would ambivalent. be adjacent. Yeah, yeah, they would just be like, oh, that's yeah. my coworker that I run into, like, mm-hmm. twice mm-hmm. a month. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, who wrote this? Was it a dancer? Um, I don't know. I need to, like, deep dive into that. I'm really... I'm going to look it up because, like, that's just weird. It just doesn't sound... Belie- oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I had a... Yeah, I mean, so, anyway, the it's, like, an interesting movie and I don't know if they're gonna get political about it but I doubt it it I seems it. it honestly seems like a heist movie with yeah. like the the lens of like a strip club and strippers you know Inspired like feels like York oceans magazine article by 11. Jessica Pressler that went viral former strip club employees band together to turn the tables on their Wall Street clients mm-hmm. that's yeah. the premise 
Yeah, I mean, it's, like, also weird because, I mean, on the one hand, totally for robbing Wall Street, you know, Mm -hmm. like, let's eat the rich. But also, on the other hand, I feel like it's also, like, turning the tables on the wrong people. There was an interesting clip that I saw in the trailer, which was, like, a tip-out, and it was, like, how the tip-out was taking something like half of Constance Wu's uh, character's money. Wow. Which I was like, that's pretty accurate, and I'm glad that they depicted that. Wow, this is, like, a crazy lineup of people. Like... Why is Julia Stiles in there? <laughs> I like... <laughs> and then Kiki Palmer? Mm-hmm. And... Okay. I mean, it's an... It's... it's the y- industry, I guess. I suppose. I mean, it's... I one mean, industry I feel like depicting it's, another. Yeah, yeah. one di- industry depicting another. And it's also, like, it seems like it's reaching really far to be very diverse, which I don't mind. I love diversity. <laughs> But um, I just, I don't know, it's kind of, it's, like, confusing already. The writer I'm skeptical. did Nick and Nora's Infinite Playlist. Uh, why, though? Yeah, and Seeking <laughs> the End of the World, yeah. Um, wow, that's not looking very good, no. not looking very promising. So like, I'm a heist movie. I'm going to check it out. She's I also like, the director. I think that I want to check it out with you. I would not watch that. Oh, my with God. Like, Let's we make, just, okay, we're going to make a stripper outing and watch yeah. Hustlers. Okay, I would not watch Wait, that gonna, with anyone who go doesn't dance or who doesn't work and doesn't know. Contributing money? What, yeah, no, I would never. That would be... Sc- like, I, have a, a, I have a movie. Labor. Um, I have one. I mean, it's like, I don't fully want to... Like, I don't fully want to support it, but I want to support, like, the women of color who are in it and also fucking Lizzo taking a role in this and, like, Cardi, like, Getting a debut too, like yeah. I think it's I want to watch Cardi. Yeah, it's just coming out of the fucking woodworks, <laughs> right? Like, I was trying she to like revive her career. Yeah, I was doing a movie. It was a super indie film, and I was a PA on Wait, the yeah, set. Julia Styles. Yeah, with oh, Julia yeah. Styles, and like. I was standing really close to her, like, talking about her and how I couldn't recognize her if she bit me on the ass. <laughs> <laughs> she was right there. She was right there. <laughs> oh, my God. Did she say anything? No, we just looked at each other and then, like, looked away. It was oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Oh. She just was kind of, like, and I was, like, because, dot, dot, dot. because she like, literally someone, like, bit whisp- you on the whispered ass. and was, like, she's right behind you. And I was, like, Oh, <laughs> but, oh my um, god! Yeah. So okay, so I think the biggest thing is like one, people are not supporting sex workers and using their platform to talk about things mm-hmm. that are really important, like the labor movement that's going on, the stripper strikes that have been going on, both in LA, like regarding the changeover from like independent contractor to employee status, and oh how god, so many fucking predatory nother, things have happened. Like they're still episode. expecting tip outs, they're still taking half of like every dance price, and then on top of that, they're expecting like your first number of dances. So it's really been a fucking shit show for dancers and people are really upset. And then on top of that, they're not talking about the stripper strike in New York, about how bartenders are stealing strippers' money and all of the inequalities that are going oh, on with bartenders that. bartenders are doing what? Oh, because they're the ones who manage the money and, like... No, no, no. So, like, the bartenders are, like... They're, like, leaving the bartending section. They're, like... To, like, dance beside the stage and stuff. Like, Um. essentially holding bottles in their hands, but, like, twerking. And then they'll, like, be twerking beside the stage where, like, a stripper is on stage dancing. And then, like, customers will be, like, throwing money, like, making it rain on the the bartenders instead of on the person on stage. That is happening... At one of the clubs I work at with waitresses because they'll do stage maintenance mm. oh. with three waitresses on stage mm-hmm. getting rained, like hundreds of dollars get mm-hmm. rained on them. 
because they're cleaning the stage. And then it goes back to back dancers, to dancers. And they're getting yeah. like three or four dollars. And the thing is, like the the real problem is that like bartenders are getting paid a wage. They're getting mm-hmm. paid hourly. Dancers are not getting paid shit. No. I mean, I guess now we're kind of getting yeah, paid shit. Cl- we're getting clubs. paid shit. Eh? <laughs> yeah. Minimum. I get paid minimum hourly. That's just crazy. I mean, yeah. I think a lot of clubs just like skipped straight up to like $14 an hour because there's about to be a big like minimum wage changeover in um, California. deal with it. So they don't, it. yeah, they're yeah. like, oh, we already have like one major change. Like let's not have to up from like what $12 to like $14 or yeah. $10.50 or whatever the fuck's minimum is here. Well, if she was a dancer, it does not show on IMDb or in her Wikipedia. I really Julia? don't. Lorraine, oh, Scafaria. Scar- no, the director and writer of the mm. movie. Sorry, I was just following mm. up. Yeah, I mean, it, no, it's good to get dig to the bottom of that. Yeah, I just hate that. And the other thing is like. Yes, they have Cardi, but, like, they don't have any other strippers dancing yeah. in it. They have, like, fucking J-Lo, like, giving a, da- a dancing lesson, like, a pole dancing lesson. And J-Lo just learned how to do the pole, and she's not very good. She looks like a baby stripper whenever she's teaching these things. I want to look at And I'm just, her. like, oh so God. annoyed. I'm, like, hire a fucking stripper because God yeah. knows there are so many strippers out here trying to break into the entertainment biz, like, outside yes. of the stripping biz. Like, I'm trying to fucking act. Like, I know plenty of yes. other people are trying to act and yet they couldn't hire a single stripper to make a movie about strippers they well they hired one but she's not even a stripper anymore cardi's not a stripper like i mean yeah. i love cardi I fucking love amazing it. and i'm that so she, glad that she got casted because otherwise i would be very upset at this movie yeah she like she's the only one but she in that sense she's a token she's, she's been yeah she's been tokenized and, also, and i haven't seen her had have a speaking part in the in the trailer in the primary trailer, I don't know about um, additional trailers. Anyway, so we have oh, and the an, uh, original writer of the article that Hustlers is based off of also is just a writer and not a dancer. Wow, just, just a writer, not a dancer. There's also plenty. But of she made a writers. lot of money writing that article. Are you trying to watch it right now? I'm trying <laughs> to watch JLo <laughs> stripping. Okay, well we can check it out after. Yeah, later. But, um, later. So uh, I think you have an ad left. Oh, Clover. yeah, I haven't. It's a time. <clears throat> Fire ants can kill if you're not careful. Tiny assassins, ready to be dispatched. But that small 50% chance that they won't get the job done is too large, no? Introducing plasma ants. We took it to the next level and supercharged the powerful fire ant with plasmatic capabilities. Never look a fool again with your average ordinary fire ant. This time surprise them with our patented technology. Call us today at 1-800-FIRE-ANT. That's 1-800-FIRE-ANT. And if you call now, we'll include one limited edition beta-tested ice ant. Get in while they're hot. It's a beta ant. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I love this. Okay, so uh, we have some stripper stories from listeners. This is from uh, somebody who would like to remain anonymous. I'm going to call this person Anonymous42069. Last year, I was in an arrangement where I was a spicy third to another sugar daddy and sugar baby. One time, it was the other sugar baby's birthday weekend, and we were both sucking the sugar daddy's dick, and I accidentally threw up on his dick, and I swallowed it back, gross, I know, and didn't know how to communicate how uh, about it quick enough to her, and she sucked his dick after I threw up on it. I felt so bad. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh. oh, my gosh. That's so funny. And also, I mean, it's, like, so real. Like, sometimes you throw up on a dick, you guys. But I feel like... Anonymous in D.C. Yes. <laughs> yes. 
Um, and then this one's a fun one. <laughs> Do you want to read it? Okay. <clears throat> Do I say the um, name listed at the top? Um... I don't. I don't know. It's a really it's, funny name. It's a yeah. But okay. they don't. They I don't know if they're like. I don't know if they're out or what. Okay, let's keep it on the low. I mean, they didn't say not to, but. Yeah. <laughs> well, okay. Um, okay. If they say no, then we can just bleep it out. Okay. So, said, haha. One time, this guy just hyped off his head on something. Comes in, pays me for two hours, and he's super sweet and wants to sit and chat first. So he puts on some like queb rap. And is like, this is what my son listens to. <laughs> Asks if he can smoke up in here. I'm assuming weed. But he pulls out a crack oh, pipe. Oh, oh Lord. Now, this wasn't my house, so I just cracked a window. He talked and talked about Lord knows what, then hit it from behind for maybe two minutes before checking his watch and saying, oh, I really have to get going. I've really got to be going. All in all, 30 minutes for two hours and one of the most entertaining half hours of my life. Capital B, <laughs> capital M, O S. Capital V, capital most. <laughs> wow. That's a great story. What were you going to say? I, someone, I have, so I ride my bike around mm -hmm. and I found a crack pipe in my basket <laughs> the other day. In your basket of your bike? Yeah, like wrapped up in wow, toilet paper. Wow, have you been smoking that crack? No, I was so, <laughs> I was like mortified. I was like, didn't oh know. my god, what like, the neighbors think from? of me? But it was, um, it happened while I was, um, I'm in summer school, so it happened while I was parked on campus. Wow, I mean, yeah. I feel like somebody just needed to get rid of that real quick. Yeah, <laughs> it was. Oof. I've done stuff like that. I like if I have to travel real quick or like I'm leaving a home for good, mm -hmm. then I'll like put my like smoking materials mm. or like when I used to like smoke, not crack, but <laughs> <laughs> yes, crack, <laughs> like my grinder and whatever. I would like yeah. leave it somewhere that someone might find it and mm -hmm. want it, you mm -hmm. know. Um, just, just get rid of it real quick. <laughs> but okay, pulling up to an airport and realizing that you have like that shit in your bag is also another thing because I'm like I'm just gonna throw it in this trash can right here but those like drug dogs are gonna walk in and just be barking at a trash can <laughs> <laughs> woof woof there's something here and it's very suspicious lots woof. of weed <laughs> Uh, I mean, so one time I was, like, walking and I found, like, a little Russian doll with weed inside of it. Oh, my God. Whoa. Like, that's just, a nice little... Yeah, well, was it was it? tiny. It was an itty-bitty nug. Oh. Yeah. And it was just, like, one level of the Russian doll. I think it might have been, like, the tiniest part of it. That's cute. And I still have it somewhere. I think it might have been made out of a gourd or something. <laughs> Are those called Matryoshka dolls? Yes. I like that name. Matryoshka. I don't Mat often get to Matryoshka. say it. Matryoshka. Matroshka. I don't know. Speaking of, <laughs> I've been watching Killing Eve. Oh, yes? What is Even Killing more. Eve? Killing Eve? What? It's the... I'm so bad. You know, know I'm bad. I'm like, I'm, well, I, but I'm extra bad because I really don't watch Oh, my TV. God. It's with, like, Sandra, Sandra O. And oh. it's, like, the kind of... Okay, espion ears are perked. Yes, yeah, like, gay. the espionage. <laughs> it's super gay. It's, like, this kind of espionage don't thriller. Don't give me any spoilers in this description because I'm only on episode six. And seven. anyway, she's like pursuing this like mysterious uh, assassin. Yeah, oh, yeah. Okay. But it's like so. If you're a soft person like I am, I'm super soft. I don't watch things like this. I hate hearing about like scary Violence stuff. And, yeah. yeah. But like, it's so good, and I really recommend to anyone. Mm -hmm. um, it's so good. It's really well directed and well written, and all of the characters are likable. Um, but I just got on the episode. 
where the assassin's in her house for like that first time. Oh yeah. And she's wearing that dress. So anyway. So cute. So it's, cute. It's really cute. Um anyway, that was such a detour, but that's okay because I'm just recommending it to all okay the listeners. To I'm so hype on Killing Eve. So let's move on. Killing I'm Eve. so hype on Killing Eve is the real <laughs> thing. Um so Thank you guys so much for tuning thank in to you, another episode you. of Ho in the Know. I was about to say Killing Eve. <laughs> no! <laughs> Ho in the Know, you guys. Um, She's working hard Cherry, over here. Cherry, where can we find you on the webs? Uh, my Instagram is mostly, like I said in the previous episode, tattoo portfolio, but I do post some of my classes and... Um, events that I'm doing so my handle is h0jia and this is on Instagram this is on Instagram it's pretty much my only social that I use uh, consistently and um, you do yoga classes do yoga and meditation I do stick and poke tattoos and have the occasional show or whatever. Yeah, and you teach at uh, People's Yoga? I teach at People's Yoga in East LA. Cool. And Clover, where can we find you? Um, you can find my rogue Twitter bot that I forgot the password to <laughs> at Oyster Party. Um, that's just Oyster Party spelled normally. <laughs> no spaces? No spaces, no underscores, no whatever you can put in. Um, okay, so I'm Selena the Stripper. You can find me at Pretty Boy Girl on Instagram or at The Real Pretty Boy Girl on Patreon. Please consider supporting us. Uh, start with, you, know, you can donate a dollar, you can donate five dollars, just subscribe, and please help support us because all of the money for this show comes out of my pockets, and my pockets is feeling a little bit sad lately. Actually, they're feeling fine, but it would be great to have some support and to not have to pay for this out of pocket because it is expensive. Anyway, so thank you all for tuning in to Ho in the Know. (laughs) Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Thanks for tuning in. More money, I want your money, I want more money. 